Hello, friends, and welcome to To The Point, the home services podcast that focuses on marketing and operational solutions to help you get better. Because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Now, let's cut through the bullshit and get to the point. Hey, hey, podcast listeners, it's your boy, Chris Fiano, the host of To The Point Home Services Podcast and in the green room, oh, actually green and white room, in some weird room, is Tall Paul, my co-host, who is looking so dapper in that rhino hat. Chris, thank you. Coming in hot today, and yes, this is physically a green and white room. For those who don't know, I live in North Carolina, and my office is on campus at Davidson College. I am in a tiny little room that they call the phone booth, and I'm uh, my time is running out here, so I've got to leave here today after a little bit. But Chris, it's good to see you, man, and I cannot believe it, but we're coming up on 50 episodes, and that's pretty special, man, especially considering we've been doing this thing like for the right reasons. No sponsors still have turned down any opportunity to talk about anybody else other than what's true and, and talk to our listeners and let our listeners kind of guide the ship. So anyways, Chris, back to you, man. Good to see you. Um, I feel like you're about to go down a path there of nowhere land. Is that true? No, well, no, here's what I was thinking, man. I was listening to a podcast. Like I have some really good podcasts that I listen to and like Joe Rogan's one of them and Tim Ferriss is one of them. And the first like four minutes of the podcast are, Hey, this episode's brought to you by my socks. These are the best socks I've ever worn and the best shoes I've ever worn. <laughs> and so I'm like 30 seconds forward, 30 seconds forward. And then you get in the middle of a conversation, you know, and they're like, Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, this show's brought to you by my hat. And, um, man, it's kind of annoying. And so we've had some sponsors reach out to us. And uh, we decided not to go down that path. And yeah. I'm just, I'm grateful for it, man. Quite a few, actually. And listen, if you're listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, you have way too much time on your hands because those things are like five hours long. Dude, did you listen to the Kanye podcast? No, because I can't listen to Kanye. So that long. it was three hours long. It took like weeks to listen to in chunks of, um, you know, chunks of time. And I can't decide if he's brilliant or just a complete, you know, moron. But man, I'm sorry that I derailed this so early. Yeah, it's up for debate. Go ahead. I'll tell you what. Go ahead and listen, take it back. I'm you it up. Yes, we do. Uh, we haven't done the um, sponsor thing because same thing. I I, I, I just fast forward through it. Um, I don't want to listen to all of it because listen, time is a valuable asset. Um, but I will tell you this, I took away from Joe Rogan's podcast, the alpha brain that he's always on it. And I think he's an investor into it or a part ownership or whatever. I actually take that alpha brain. So and it's uh, supposed to do what? Uh, it's supposed to give you an alpha brain. Duh. That's yeah. the name. I, you have seemed, I'm going to be straight with you. You've, you seemed a little bit smarter lately. <laughs> More, um, I don't know, man, a lot of energy. Wait, You're doing wait. great. No, you can't pivot from smarter to energy. Like this I see where episode you're is brought to you by Alpha Brain. Thank you. <clears throat> no, it is not. All right, listen, let's get to our guest too so we can be cognizant of her time because listen, she just might kick our ass if we're not. Why? Because she does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like she's a badass. So we've had a few female guests on here who just really bring like another level of being a badass. Remember we had Charlene on here too who does like the gator hunting? Um, like, like she pounces on them like that's next level Bryant dealer so anyhow this guest we've become friends right um nickname is rip to me um but her name is heather ripley she is the owner ceo founder of ripley pr which is based out of maryville is it in maryville tennessee is that where it's actually at yes which is basically marvel marvel i'm from crawfordsville um but maryville tennessee um, I've never been, um, although 
We have a, uh, oh no, that's in Chattanooga. How far is Chattanooga from there? About an hour. About an hour. It's not too far. Tennessee's a wide state, Chris. It certainly is. I figured that out. It's really, really long. Um, also, hey, but speaking of which, you, now you're a fan of Gary Vee, right, Heather? Yes. Okay. So Gary has um, an office in Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Gig oh, City. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a actually a Sasha Group office, so it's basically a sister company, but it's up or up or wherever like Chattanooga is from you. Um, just food for thought. Southeast. Um, but listen, I want to give you a congrats on a few things too. Um, one, you're writing a book, which we've talked about. I know it's not coming out until <laughs> Q one or Q two or whatever you, you get done with it. But the fact you're writing a book and you become, as Simon Sinek says, an author, which is really an author. Um, you ever heard Simon Sinek say the word author? He says, yeah, that's why I'm laughing. He says, author. <laughs> it, it's crazy. Um, no, no disrespect, Simon. Um, I, I really like this. He's not talk. listening. No, he's not. I actually reached out to him about being a guest and he politely declined. True. And Mark um, Cuban. <laughs> Cuban's going to come on. He gave me a, he, didn't he gave, gave you a not now, maybe later. Yet. A not yet. Yeah. Um, type of thing. But also, hey, our guest just got voted on the Forbes list of America's best PR agencies for 2021. That is pretty amazing. Are you super stoked about Thank that? Thank you. Yes, very. Thank you. That is pretty cool because uh, that is a very, very minor percent of agencies out there, and you should be super proud of that. But it's all because of, listen, all the effort, hard work, and the good job that you're doing has put you in that position. I want to welcome our guest, Heather Ripley. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Are you excited? I am. This Good. is my excited face. That's what the excited face looks like. <laughs> so when you, we were talking the other day, you had said to me, you're going to be, so, I hope you're embarrassed when I tell you this. Mm-hmm. You said to me, when you're writing this book, I asked you if you had a ghostwriter. You remember? Yes. And what did they say to you? They said in a very nice way that I am a very boring writer. <laughs> and how did you but- take that? <laughs> it's true. I, I can't deny it. I am not the creative, colorful writer. Um, I don't use a lot of adjectives. I write facts. My training is journalism writing, so it is very kind of boring. Well, listen, whatever you're doing, you're doing something right. Thank so you. I want to get into this. So listeners, okay, why are we having Heather Ripley on here? You know, you know why? Because even though those who know me and Tall Paul – um, you know, we work for Rhino, a uh, digital marketing company, um, only for the trades. We don't do PR. We don't do traditional media, none of those things. Um, but we believe in a all hands on deck approach to marketing and branding. Um, and I do 100% believe that uh, PR is a great asset. Um, it's just that I don't think everyone really gets how to best use it. And, and that's why I had Heather come on. And, and she has some very reputable customers, which she'll talk about. But clearly, I mean, even with this, uh, with this awesome award from Forbes, like she knows what she's talking about. Her firm does a great job. And we're going to talk about those things. So why you, no matter what size you are, should be considering having a PR agency. So um, I remember asking that same question. You remember when we first talked, like first second time, I'm like, what, yeah. what, like, Why? And you kind of had to fill me in. I was like, this makes so much sense. So that's why you're on here. And let me just tell you, 
Um, this is not me and Paul patting ourselves on the back, but we do not have a lack of people wanting to be on this podcast. It's actually insane, the volume of people that reach out to us. And you know, if you remember how we met in the first place, Paul asked me, I actually had to think back on it, is that you had some or somebody you knew reached out to, to and requested that you be on our podcast along with like three other people or four or something like, I don't know if it was one of your employees or what. But. It was, I think it was Grayson. He reached out pitching several of our clients. Too. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Okay. But from that, somehow you and I connect and I don't remember how, but since then we've developed a friendship and here you are. Um, so I'm grateful Welcome. to have you on. You made it, you made it through the barrier, through the paywall. I did. Crushed it. Hang on one second. I'm <laughs> Congratulations. Take a drink of my, of my kilt lifter. So if you're looking at Chris right now, it appears he's drinking something that looks like a Guinness, which we um, we have since determined that it is a root beer. And Chris <laughs> is the only adult I know who drinks a root beer in the middle so of good. the day. It's so good. It's because such we've done a, so many podcasts. All right, let's get good. after it. Let's yeah, do, get our list, after. do our listeners know that we record multiple podcasts in one day? They probably don't know that. So um, I don't know, but they know now. They know uh, now. So typically Wednesday is the day we record podcasts and we're on podcast number three today, which was supposed to be four. Um, I was supposed to be on another podcast, um, but thankfully it's pushed to tomorrow. But this is our third one today. And so this is going to be the best one. The best Ain't that one. right, Heather? Yeah. It is the best, yes. All right, so let's get into it. Now, Ripley PR, you started it back in 2013. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, yes. so let's do this for our listeners. Let's start... Uh, let's actually, fit, let's go before that. So let's talk about how you even one got into it. And then um, because you also have so many customers in the trades as well, you can talk about maybe some of the people you've, that you've onboarded and kind of some things that you do for them, but then we'll get into the details. But let's talk about like, set us up, like what's the history of Heather Ripley before she got into Ripley PR and then take us into Ripley PR. You ready? Okay. Yeah, sure. So I just, I want to clarify one thing though. Um, when I talked to the publishing company about my book, they gave me feedback. So I actually made the book better. So it's not. <laughs> you got <laughs> so you PR there. It when it comes out. Mm-hmm. That's um, good PR. That's good PR. <laughs> so, you know, in 2008 or 2007, eight, uh, I was about 10 years into a marketing career. I was very happy doing what I was doing. I love writing. Um, I love marketing. And I kind of stumbled into PR. And then in 2008, I got a job at Clockwork Home Services in Sarasota, Florida. They're the parent company of One Hour Heating and Air, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky. And I was hired to help them sell franchises. So we did PR for um, getting people into our discovery days and, and showing them the brands. And what I discovered pretty quickly was the 600 franchise territories that we had, those owners didn't understand the power of PR in their local market. So they were spending all kinds of budget on pay-per-click and this is 2008. So websites and everything weren't as as good as they are now, but pay-per-click was a necessary evil. Um, Yellow pages, billboards, um, door hangers, and everybody was doing the same thing. And so, I started having these one-off conversations with the, with the contractors and I started teaching them how to use PR in their local market, how to issue press releases, how to get stories in the newspaper, how to be interviewed um, the first freeze of the year, you know, how to get those stories with the media. And, and I quickly discovered that it was very beneficial for them and could sometimes replace some of the digital spend that they were using. Um, because as you know, digital marketing, 
um, if you don't continue it, it kind of goes away. And so there's some things you can do to supplement all of that. So that's how I got into it. Um, Jim Abrams at the time said he wanted to sell the company. So I got them on Celebrity Apprentice in 2009. I left, went to agencies and I started getting contractors from all over the country who had heard of me or had um, worked for one hour or something. And they started trying to get me to work with them. Um, and I started Ripley in 2013. Since that time, one of our first clients was Service Titan. Um, we've worked with Service Titan for five, six years. Um, since then, we've, we've started working with Schedule Engine and BDR and XOI, Bradford White. Um, so we work with the B2B companies that service the space. And then we worked with dozens of contractors throughout the US. So we kind of have both sides. We, we know the business, we understand their challenges and we can help them, but we can also help B2B companies that are working with the home service industry. Just a little old rip in Merville, Tennessee. A little old rip in Dropping some, let, let's acknowledge the names she just dropped there. Those are significant B2B players. That's awesome, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. Yes, so we have awesome clients. So you so do you know um Ellen Rohr? Yes. Okay. Figured. And Al Levy. I'm sorry? And Al Levy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah wonderful people. Um both have been on on here b before. Uh yeah, Ellen is awesome. That's awesome. You did some uh, some name dropping there. That's cool. Now, let's do this. I don't think it's super clear to our listeners and, and I mean, maybe not everybody, obviously, um, but what is the difference between PR and marketing? Let's make that super clear because it is yeah. not the same. It's not the same. Um, but I do tell our clients that the reason we do PR is for marketing purposes. So there are a lot of PR agencies out there that say PR is for, um, you know, telling telling the community who you are as a company and what you stand for. And, and while that's true, ultimately we are hired to help sell the business, help make the phone ring, help um, add credibility. So the easiest way for me to explain the difference is if I say, um, Cristiano is an awesome guy. Keep going. And I tell somebody else that, that's so much more meaningful than you saying it about yourself. So um, I, I liken it to, if you say it about yourself, that's marketing or advertising. That's good. And if I get somebody else to say it through the word of mouth, basically I'm getting the media to say it about you, then that is, um, that's PR. And that's and what I, you help do. That's what I help do. Love yeah. it. So I'm, um, using the media to tell your story. Is it hard to convince business owners and marketers who've been, um, you know, really accustomed to doing direct response marketing and those sort of things to allocate part of their budget toward like pure PR? Um, it depends. Um, you know, we have some clients that really get it because they have friends who they're always seeing their friends um, in another market, always on TV, or um, they're always getting coverage. So they, they see it and they get it. Um, it's, it's hard because unlike marketing, where you can 
equate dollar for dollar returns, PR isn't as measurable. So you kind of have to go with your gut a little bit and know, okay, I'm seeing us everywhere and our phones are ringing, our website traffic's going up. So it's kind of, you're seeing all these um, correlation to the growth of your business. And, and it's all those things. It's all your marketing. It's all your PR working together. So it's very hard to say that press release generated 33 calls. It's hard to, to tell that. So um, that is one struggle um, in the education process with our clients. But what I tell them is talk to some of our other clients who've been doing PR for years and they can tell you. Yeah, you're, what you're trying to do is basically um, create interest. Um, so it's more of a creative form, but a uh, it's more of a, I mean, it's, it is a little bit, it could be subjective because it's working in tandem with many other things. And I'm a fan of that, by the way, like when anytime we have, I mean, I've been in this business 13 years doing digital marketing and ours is very measurable. Mm -hmm. um, it's super clear, but I've always been a fan of saying, I think you should be doing multiple things, not only yeah. for right now, but also for building your brand, putting your messaging out there, because as much attention as you can get, the better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the more, uh, and we don't do um, anything outside of digital, like even the like traditional, none of those things, but I've seen them work exceptionally well with some of our big clients. Um, and so again, why I wouldn't have you on here if I wasn't a fan of it. Now, here's a question for you. This would be a massive challenge for you as a, even as good of a PR agency as you are. Could you, with a little bit of miracle, make Paul Redman look a little bit more manly? I did not think that that's where that was going at all, Chris. This is what happens on the third podcast. I, I thought you were going to talk about like, you know, making the trades more appealing to, you know, young people getting out of school. Chris, I'm disappointed in that. I'm sorry. I think, I think to answer that, I think the only thing possible that we could do is here. Maybe. <laughs> Root beer. Unbelievable. Okay. I'm going to put this back on the tracks. Okay. Since so I'm good. technically working right now, not sitting around drinking root beers. Okay. Earlier you mentioned um, just kind of casually talking about the first deep freeze of the year. And I'm sure our listeners are like, oh, that's a great opportunity. What, what should I do with something like that? That's question one. Question two is what are the common, like interesting stories that are kind of cyclical that should be happening? Because I hate to keep talking, but we know that someone's going to do the bust where they call three companies in and they find out who's overcharging for services. And then they put those companies on the news. We know that's coming. So, so what are the positive stories that, that um, our listeners might be able to incorporate into PR? SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. That's a good question. One great thing about those stings is um, what we found is when we work with clients, we work with a home service company, especially for longer than a year. Um, 
that company has a really good reputation with the media outlet. So usually that company is not chosen as one that they're going to choose for their sting. So, right. um, you know, knock on wood, that, that helps. That positive press helps prevent that. Um, but some other things for news. Um, yeah, I mean, we watch the weather. Um, we watch for National uh, Electrical Safety Month. Uh, where we can piggyback some electrical safety tips for homeowners or um, preparing your home for vacation. Many people don't know they have a vacation mode on their water heater, um, stuff like that. And then no clue. Uh, rebrands. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Um, not on all of them, but I guess a lot of them. Chris never lets me go on vacation, so it's not a use case for me. Like I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shame on you. Um, new ownership, acquisitions, um, moving into a larger building or remodeling a training facility. You know, I mean, we we create news with our clients and that yeah. sounds terrible. We're not like out there um, staging some protest or something like that, but we, we find out what's going on in the business and then we figure out a way we can make that news. Oh, I got a question. So um, what are your thoughts around businesses that are skeptical? I had a conversation with, oh, oh, mutual customer with that, a potential customer that you and I have been talking to who does a lot of great stuff, uh, like charitable stuff, but never mm-hmm. wants to talk about it, which is, which is common because a lot of times you want to brag, want to feel like you're bragging about it. Um, but what is your thoughts around, like I'm a fan of, we do a lot of things at Rhino, um, a lot of charitable things, and we like to put it out there so that others can see the company or the organization we're doing it with in hopes that they go and do it as well. So it's not a pat on the back to Rhino, it's a put it out there. What are your thoughts around that? Like, do you think that's Uh, great great PR? It's a, it's a, that's a common question. And that's, I addressed that in my book because I thought it was so important to talk about. Um, You do it twofold. One, you know, you, Think about your company is large enough to be able to afford a PR agency and get some of this press out there. And a lot of times those nonprofit organizations have volunteers, um, very, very little publicity. So there's a way that you can do the press release where it feels more like it's coming from the organization. And that's what we do as a third party. We work with the organization. We write the release as if they're the recipient of the gift. And it also raises awareness for them, but it it can also attract technicians and employees who wanna work for a company that's giving back and doing good. So it, I, I really, you know, sometimes I have to pull it out of clients, you know, or they'll say, oh, you know, we donated $30,000 to the children's hospital three months ago. I'm like, you didn't tell us that's what, you know, that's huge. Um, but it, they don't want to be self-serving, but really you're doing a, um, a disservice to your employees by not sharing that because they, they want to feel proud about that. Oh, that's good. You said, you just mentioned something. I want to go to it real quick. You talked about if you're big enough um, to utilize PR. Let's talk about that for a second, because I think there's a misunderstanding around my company is only X um, you know, amount of revenue or X size. Uh, I'm not big enough to have a PR company. What are your thoughts around that? 
Yeah, I think you should start PR from the day you open your doors. Um, there are things that you can do yourself. And um, that's, you know, how we'll help small, smaller businesses. And I, and I say small, if you've got two employees, um, you probably should focus on growing the business. But, you know, there are things you can do yourself to go ahead and start that PR piece because it's really important for growing your business in the right way. Um, but some companies, um, even, even large um, plumbing companies, for instance, if, if they're a large enough company and they're doing a lot in the community um, and they have things to talk about, they're not afraid to go out there, put, them, put their face out there, uh, then we can do ongoing PR all year long. We can come up with stories and we can keep them out in the news. Um, what is easier is if they have multiple services. So they have heating and air, plumbing, electrical, drain cleaning. And that way we can kind of rotate that news and keep something fresh out. But um, some of our clients we work with on a quarterly basis. So we'll do a big media push quarter one and then we'll pull back and let them feel the benefits of that. And then quarter two, we'll do another one. So we call that project work. So they kind of come and go throughout the year. Um, but we do work with companies of all sizes and um, you know, a million dollar company could hire us on a retainer because they wanna be a $5 million company in two years. It just depends on your growth plans too. So what are some of the best companies doing? What are some of the behaviors and practices as it relates to PR that, that they're either doing with you, doing on their own? What do those stories look like? We help them create stories. I think the best companies are the ones that are willing to jump on them when we get them. And I, and I say that because it, it never fails. It's a bad, inconvenient time when the TV, um, you know, CBS calls us and says, hey, uh, we know you have this client in Brooklyn and um, there's a big story about boilers right now. Can we interview them today for our five o'clock news? And they have to be able to jump on that and say, yes, I'm ready now. When, you know, can they come by? Um, those are the clients that we can benefit the most. Um, it doesn't always have to be the owner. It could be a technician or, or a general manager doing the interview. But sometimes those TV outlets want something and they want it now. And if you turn them down too many times, they're never going to call you again. So um, I would say that hopefully answers your question. Yeah. That are willing to do it. Do you have an example of something that was wildly successful? Like maybe you went into it and it was just a routine story and then it just blew up and was awesome and exceeded all expectations. Um, there's probably a lot, but the one thing that comes to my mind is a few years ago, we looked at the R22 phase out. I think it was 2015. Yeah. It's supposed to be phased out by 2020 or something like that. And, and the client that we worked with was, um, wanting to sell his company and he wanted to, um, be a face on the national scale. So what we did was we pitched it locally to his state media and started pitching him as an expert to talk about it to the industry and kind of share what he was doing to promote it to the industry. So we were um, really successful getting the local coverage and the national trade coverage as well. 
Can you share who that was? If you can't, that's okay. Um, it was gold medal service in New Jersey. We know those guys so well. So Mike was it Mike, was it Mike A? Hold up, hold up. Pump the brakes. So Mike A was a client? Yes. We worked with Mike from 2013 to 2018. Okay. All right. You have just gotten into the next level of to the point guest. Chris, did you know that Mike A was a client? So actually you did tell me that before we have had a conversation, but it must've been early on. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I, but I forgot, I forgot. CEO warrior. Yeah. I worked with Mike for a long time. So, so that's a big deal because he, I mean, obviously Mike is, you know, he's a, you, you would think he's a self promoter, but it's mm-hmm. you, you behind the scenes. I get it now. It makes sense. And he sold his company <laughs> for a lot of money. So does he yes. attribute some of that um, success to the work you were doing? Uh, I don't know. Not enough. <laughs> he used to. <laughs> he's moved on. It's he's on the, yeah, he's in this. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Good for you. That's Heather, a name yeah. drop. Yeah, that's Mike's awesome. I mean, I felt like, you know, Clockworks was a pretty big name drop too, but um, that's fair. <laughs> who do you think are, um, who are the majority of your, of your customers? I mean, um, in regards to the trades, like, do you have mostly HVAC guys, plumbing? I don't know about you, but we find that a lot of our customers too. Whereas it used to just be maybe say one trade. Now they're usually doing multiple trades, but do you have like a, like a niche too that you focus on or that you um, just have the majority of? Uh, they're, they're probably HVAC and combined. Um, the electricians um, are more strictly electrical service um, are more of those projects because there's not as much ongoing things we can talk about. Um, with electrical, I mean, there's electrical safety and there's holiday safety. There's a few things throughout the year that we can do that just makes sense. Christmas lights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Or um, plugging the little portable heaters into a, Ooh, yeah. you know, yeah. an extension cord, burning down your house, things like that. Yeah. Listen up, Chris. Chris puts on the most elaborate Christmas display, like setup. And I mean, full Griswold. In the desert, no snow, 80 degrees, all the lights you can possibly imagine. So people drive around, sorry, segue, people drive from other places to come to Chris's house and they sit outside and they tune it to 88.3 or whatever. (laughs) And then they see this synchronized light show going on, which is awesome from the street. You know where it's not awesome from? His (laughs) guest bedroom where there's this giant seven foot Santa right outside the window that's motion alarmed right so if you like have to get up in the middle of the night you can trigger santa um anyhow yes and it's a fire hazard just waiting to happen in a desert fire hazard it's a one it's a wonderful setup um yeah that's great paul i appreciate that i do love christmas man it's so fun to decorate for it and i do it myself thank you um and by the way i started already because i'm gonna be gone in thanksgiving but um every year i gotta do something a little bit more so um so back to some of the things that you've done, like in regards, like in regards to um, like coming up with stories or coming up with reasons to have to put something out there. And you had mentioned that um, some TV stations or they, they reach out to you or, or like, you, so do you find sometimes you have to go in and create those relationships for like in oh, the yes. specific markets? Is that something that you have to yes. be a part of? Yeah. Like we have a client in Roanoke who we've worked with for probably five years um, and in Brooklyn as well, probably about the same length of time. And 
those TV stations um, listen to our pitches, but they also come to us and say, hey, we need this. Um, we just heard about this. Can you get Ted on the air with us? Or, um, you know, can you get the Petries to you know, let us do this or that? So, yeah, I mean, those those relationships take a long time to build. But, yeah, that's that's why they call us, which is, I mean, that's nice, but takes a while. Sure. Well, yeah, because somebody's got to do the work and that's not easy because it's like you have to go knock on doors. So it's, there's kind of like some like old school, like you got to just keep banging on doors to try and get them to listen to you. But I think that's also why you're saying like the last, what you don't want to do is them come calling and you not be able to, I mean, they need to put out a story and they need to have somebody mm-hmm. who can tell it, can tell it right. Like that's going to be appealing because it is a, it is a new, it is the news. Like it does need to be interesting in order for them to yeah. want you to come back because they know you're going to be interesting or you're a good go-to. So um, that makes sense to me. I just was curious because I'm thinking like um, if I wanted to create a story and I had a good idea, like a perfect example would be during all this COVID stuff, we saw a lot of, of our customers or even just my friends that own uh, HVAC companies, plumbing companies who did some really cool like creative things. And, um, and we decided we would start Heart for Home Services because we believe in giving back. So we launched this um, little badge early on in March that said um, it was a no contact service call badge. And we give it out to like tens of thousands of customers. I don't know if you've seen them, but they've, I've seen yeah. them on people's sites. I've never even heard of, you know, people reaching out to us, but we put that out there as our way to kind of give back to them and let help them get through it. So mm-hmm. I reached okay. out to a couple of my friends, one I have at, at, uh, at Fox and one I have at NBC locally and just said, Hey, uh, here's an idea for my friends or uh, customers. And we had to act like super fast to make something happen mm-hmm. because by the next week it, we, they had moved on. So like you had to yeah. move super fast. to yeah. get. To Is that something that you feel like you have to deal with often is like, you got to find ways to be creative enough to want them to pay attention to you or your client. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, right now we're pitching Thanksgiving stories, but we're also pitching the day after um, Brown Friday. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a thing. Chris, are you familiar with Brown Friday? It can't be what I think it is. It is what you think it is. is um, for plumbing Heather, companies? will you? Yeah, Heather, will you go ahead and just break down in excruciatingly oh, clear detail crap. to our listeners and our staff holy, and our family in the car? What is Brown Friday? Holy crap! <laughs> nice, Chris. <laughs> go ahead, Heather. It's the What's busiest plumbing day of the year. <laughs> Interesting. Why? Yes, I, I don't know if it will be this year or not. With Thanksgiving being weird, but wait. All right, use your imagination. Heather's not going there. Wait, no, 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 no. Let's. You know what? We're going there. Professional. If you you don't go there, we're going to go there. So you're telling me there's an event coming up on Friday where toilets are used more than they're used generally, and you've got family in town. I see Chris's eyes lighting up. What's the opportunity for our plumbing listeners today to take advantage of what could be a a crisis? What do they do? Where do they start? Well, how do you how do you go can, go to market? How do you navigate those waters? <laughs> help us help us like fish it out. <laughs> uh, carry on. This this got ugly fast. So okay. we we reach out to the media and we tell them that we're working with a plumbing company in their market and um, we tell them about Brown Friday and. We try to go ahead and set up either in advance so that they can film it and have it ready for airing on that Friday, or they'll actually um, want to go to a home with a plumber on the Friday and, and film it there. I have legit never heard of this in 13 years of working in these industries. 
Not once yeah. have Take I heard of Brown Friday. It's absolutely disgusting. But you know what? Now to think, but I've never ever seen any or noticed any marketing around it ever. Yeah. Like I've never been, never heard about it. I've not been aware of anything. <laughs> yeah, they just they get a lot of calls. I mean, it makes sense. I it guess. actually makes sense. It's so disgusting. I just feel like oh. that's a slippery slope. Okay, that's a slippery slope to like navigate through. You have to be very creative to where you're not offensive, but like mm-hmm. it's a thing. We don't want it to turn into a crappy situation. Okay. Oh, there he on. goes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Cristiano is in the building. Moving on. Let's clean. Let's clean this up, Chris. Okay. So let's that would be, that could be a crisis that you have to work through. Um, so, okay, let me get this thing back on the rails because tall Paul, also known as TP, um, has derailed us, has derailed us. I should actually be in PR now I think about it. I'm coming up with some pretty cool stuff. You're pretty creative. Thank you. Thank you. More creative than I am. Thank you. (laughs) You've got the award. I don't. Um, so, uh, let's go back to, um, a couple, I want you to share a couple, like that's, you gave us a case study, but I want you to share a couple of case studies and here's why. I think that um, a lot of times you have to put that the creative air quotes into the customer's head because they don't know uh, myself included. Like what is, what are a couple other good case studies or at least um, scenarios that, that have been super successful for other customers too, besides the one you gave us. So um, our clients hire us for very different reasons. Sometimes um, we had a client that I've known for, long time but he wasn't he wasn't a client he was a friend of mine but he owned a heating and air company in Miami and the the laws are really loose in Miami and so what he wanted to do was raise awareness statewide to what happens if you hire an unlicensed contractor and that was the sole reason he hired us he didn't want publicity for himself he just wanted to raise awareness and try to stop competing with the unlicensed people. Our move for Florida. Yeah. I mean, that's what we, we created a strategy and um, pitched all the major markets in Florida. Um, We pitched him as a, an expert to talk about it. And, you know, whether it was a success or not, I don't know. I mean, we got a lot of coverage. It's hard to measure, you know, but um, another thing that we do is if a, client wants to be acquired, um, which was Mike's reason, um, maybe not the sole reason, but um, why he wanted a lot of national coverage for gold medal was he wanted to sell the company. And so we we got gold medal, um, not only local, regional and statewide coverage, but a lot of coverage in the trades. And that ultimately, I think, had something to do with why he was um, worth more. Um, you know, he had a bill and, you know, I'm not taking the credit for Mike. He built an amazing brand and, and that was all him, but we kind of shared that story, um, and made the public know about it. Um, another thing is, um, you know, we were hired by Blue Frog Plumbing a few years ago with the sole goal of help me raise awareness so that I can get acquired by another franchise brand. So that's, you know, that was our strategy and that's what we did. So, um, you know, it could be, I want to grow my business. I want to be the HVAC and plumbing expert in my market. Help me be that. Or it could be, I want to um, get acquired or I want to uh, 
build my brand so I can promote this other thing that I'm doing. It can be a lot of different. And, and what our team does really well, I think, is we find out what those goals are, and then we kind of work backwards to figure out what we need to do to help them get there. What about crisis PR? I saw that you've mentioned that in the past. Mm-hmm. What is crisis PR, and what, what's it look like for your clients? We've had everything from um, really unfortunate, uh, you know, a technician brings a truck home, uh, gets arrested for a DUI yep. in the truck, hurts somebody. Um, you know, that kind of thing is uh, not necessarily a, an accident. Um, the technician did something wrong, but it's not the business owner's fault. And so in a situation like that, we can help them kind of mitigate the damage done for the brand. Um, Sometimes it's just a mistake um, that somebody makes. Um, Sometimes it's, um, you know, the the water heater is incorrectly installed and um, and there's a gas leak or, or, um, you know, technician leaves a dirty handprint on the wall and somebody posts it on Facebook and says, look what they did to my house. You know, it could be something stupid or it could be something major. Either way, we help the client um, prepare for a response in case the media calls. Sometimes they don't, but what you don't want is to not be ready if they do call you. And you don't, yep. don't want to get caught with your pants down. Um, so that's inappropriate. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you not listen to the beginning of this podcast? That uh, is explicit. No sponsors. Explicit. Yeah. Um, so I can do whatever I want. Um, so what, okay, Paul, quiet. So, um, what are some of the avenues that you use then to get that message out there in a crisis? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's anything proprietary. I'm not asking you to share anything like that. I'm just kind of curious, like beyond like a, a TV or something like that. Is there, what is, is there, what are some of the avenues that you guys, that you guys utilize? It depends on where the crisis took place. If it's a Facebook crisis, we probably want to respond on Facebook. Um, we've had situation during the whole COVID thing um, where an employee went and created a Facebook live video and got thousands of shares. So we, res- we, we helped the client respond with a video on Facebook. Um, Hold on. So an employee created a video that wasn't authorized to do so of a homeowner? No, the employee got fired by this company. Ah, uh, gotcha. They're talking about. How terrible. Yeah. Um, so on that, in that situation, since it's a Facebook crisis, we respond on Facebook Yep. media crisis and the, you know, the media finds out they're going to run the story, whether you respond or not. So you really want to have some kind of response and, um, we work case by case. Sometimes we say very, very, very little. Um, sometimes we'll issue a press release about it. It depends on what it is. But we usually work with the client's attorney, too, to make sure that, you know, we're not um, admitting guilt, you know, if something terrible happened. If it's just a mistake, I think it's good to say you're sorry. And here's the things that we did to make sure it's not going to happen again. But it could vary if it's if it's a death of someone or um, somebody's hurt, then you you got to be more careful. Do you find that as a general rule, consumers have a short memory? like short memory span for these types of things, like they kind of get over it. They usually go away. Yeah. The Facebook stuff kind of lingers for a while, which is unfortunate. Um, and yeah. There's not a lot you can do to make it go away. 
Um, but yeah, they, they usually forget. The great thing about it is when, when you have positive press out there, like you're giving back to charity or you're, you know, you're hiring, um, positive stories cover the negative stories up pretty quickly. Do you know what I, I found once? Um, there's another company, I won't name their name, but they had been listed in a um, multiple complaints to uh, rip off report and better business bureau using their name. So what they did was they went out and wrote a ton of content around ripoff report and better business bureau with their name so that there's three articles about them negatively. And then all this information. So anytime you would search like this so-and-so's name with ripoff report, you'd get that person's content. I don't know. Is that a strategy yeah. that most people use? Cause I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of responding to whatever you're dealing with, you have to really create that strategy to respond. It's like burying the bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you know the best place to dispose of a body? That will never, whether where they'll never be found. Where's that Chris? Second page of Google. Ooh, oh! there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris <laughs> Yano has taken the stage. Hey, <laughs> why did the air conditioning technician run towards the unit? I don't know, Chris. Because he was charging it. Oh man. Oh, this is so good. Do you need good. any more? Do you need any more? So fine. Just one more, please. No, I don't have really have. Any. I know. I know that was your, your only two jokes. That's why. Yeah, that was really okay. rude. Okay. Moving on. Um, so last, um, the, what is it that, what is some things that some of the, some of the contractors can do? Like, let's say that they don't have the money to be able to, you know, to hire you or any PR firm for that matter. What are some simple things that they can do to at least start this process of, you know, trying to put their, themselves out there? I mean, social is certainly helpful. Um, but even with that, you got to choose your, like you said, you got to choose your words correctly because everything can be taken wrong. Like if, if you give somebody an inch, but what are some things that, that people can do to at least start that process if they can't afford just to, to have PR agency just yet? Yeah, and, I, and I'll just um, start by saying, you know, having a PR agency on a retainer can be kind of costly to some businesses. I understand that. But a one-on-one PR push is pretty cost-effective. So I would say um, talk to us and we can see if we can um, figure something out or we can help you with that. But, um, <clears throat> you know, to get on TV – you have to, it's kind of like to get paid for a speaking engagement. You have to have a solid portfolio of speaking engagements to show that you can do it well. And the TV stations don't want to have, um, they don't want to invite this joker on that's going to make them look bad. So one thing that can help businesses is if you feel like you could be good on camera, Record some selfie videos with just little short tips for homeowners and start putting those on your social media. And it's, it's worked for us um, where a client will come on and they have a ton of videos. The first thing that the media asks us when we introduce somebody is, um, can you send me some stuff that they've done before on TV? And I can say, well, they haven't been on TV, but here's some videos that they've done. And that usually works. So um, I think it's a good 
I think it's a good thing for them to do, but I also think it's a good media training tool for them to do it and then go back and watch it and see what they look like. See if they're sitting open or if they've got their arms crossed or if they look friendly, if they smile. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, you can you can kind of do some of that yourself. And if if you present well, the media will invite you back. So that's actually brilliant. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, uh, it brings us all roads for me lead back to Bobby Jenkins at ABC Home <laughs> and Commercial Jenkins. in Austin, Texas, the Austin night of the year. You cannot go to Austin without turning on the television or driving by a billboard. But if it's television, it's like, oh, it's, you know, American Heart Month. And there's Bobby talking about like heart healthy stuff, like <laughs> has nothing to do with anything other than he's like, you should go for a walk and you should eat, you know, <laughs> nuts. Like, Bobby, how do you do this? It's amazing. Am I right? It's brilliant. Yeah. He's got it. He's got it drilled down. It's because he's genuinely a good dude. So he, he genuinely is. has to fake it too, which yeah. I think is also part of it. I think you made a really good point there though. Cause, uh, and you don't have to overthink the video, right? Like if mm -hmm. you got to record it, you know, 20 times, it is what it is, but it is as painful as it can be to watch yourself um, and, and hear your own voice. You eventually get over it, but, um, but it's part of the deal. Like you got to do it. Um, and the only way you get better is just keep doing it over and over again. You'll become more comfortable. Yeah. Um, we had no interest in starting a podcast and it was uncomfortable until we changed the mindset and we're like, we literally only did one trial run through before we just jumped all into we it. We published it. It was the first <laughs> one we released. We published it. We it was literally the microphone check. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> let's see if crazy. the equipment works. Press record producer, Kyle. <laughs> So let's do this because we're like an hour in, um, and and Heather, I appreciate um, appreciate all the time and all the information that you've shared too, and um, and your willingness to uh, let people reach out to you and ask questions and all that type of stuff. Everybody's been great at doing those things. Most guests are always open to that type of stuff, so thank you. Um, but um, what all does your uh, what all does Ripley PR do? Like, what are like the list of services that you have, and then. How can, if someone wants to reach out to you or the firm directly, um, what, what's that contact info? Yeah, so we do what we call traditional media relations. We create press releases, we pitch the media and help with earned media. We can also content if, if for some reason a magazine says, hey, since you bought this ad, you also get this advertorial piece. If you send us 400 words on your business, We'll publish that. We could write that for you. Um, we do blog writing for SEO. It really supports SEO. Um, and um, speaking engagements, if it makes sense. Um, we can help with home service or, I'm sorry, home shows, um, event planning, and trying to think of reputation management so if you need help responding to some negative reviews we can help with with that kind of stuff okay so now how can they get in touch with you email is probably the best so h ripley r-i-p-l-e-y at ripleypr.com or you can visit ripleypr.com and look at everything and by the way um did you change up the uh, something at your office, like I think I, I thought I did. I thought so. What, what was that? What did you change up? Yeah, with? we are putting big banners like wallpaper in the hallways. I noticed there's a lot of orange in there. There is. Yeah, our colors are the same as yours. I think approved. <laughs> approved. Well, listen. Uh, two quick things. One, since no doubt 
you're going to pick up some new customers from this show. Um, just go ahead and take on the To The Point uh, podcast PR from here moving out, and we'll call it even. That's it. I won't ask for anything else. Um, seriously, thanks for everything you shared on the show today and giving us the time. I know it's uh, a little bit later there. Paul has to endure this all the time, you know, because I'm on West Coast time. Um, he loves it. He I do loves love it. it. <laughs> um, but I really appreciate you. And listen, keep it up. Like, it's cool to kind of watch uh, watch things progress for you. And, and as we've gotten to become friends, um, just kind of seeing the new cool things happening. And listen, the fact that you're doing jujitsu and uh, I don't know, did you end up getting beat up last night? Because I know you were kind of concerned after getting those. I was concerned because I got two stripes and some of the guys have been there longer and have one. So um, they weren't there. So I'll probably get <laughs> Awesome. Well, listen, keep <laughs> kicking ass, literally, and uh, and keep kicking ass with the, with the business. Thank you so much, guys, for teaching me about Brown Friday. Um, oh, I don't know that I'll I'll ever forget this moment in my life because it nope. was a uh, something I never even knew if existed. You don't know now, you know. Um, so know. appreciate you guys so much. Um, and Paul, do you have any uh, closing words for our listeners? Oh, for our listeners, I thought you were gonna have me. Nope. Nope. Out. Oh no, for the listeners. Hey, thank you for all of your support. We love the feedback. So the phone calls that we've gotten, um, Vince, um, from absolute in, uh, was it absolute. Yeah. Louisville. And, and, uh, and yeah, in Kentucky called and said we were the best business podcast in his rotation. We're super grateful for that. Um, so yeah, that feedback is great. So make, keep, keep the reviews coming. We'll keep this thing free of sponsors. We'll keep it real. We'll keep it to the point and, um, and recommend people to be on. So who do you want to hear from? Let's let's get him on. Yeah, we have some big guests lined up, and I haven't even told yeah. you yet, Paul. It's so oh, good, no. so you good. Like to, you like to surprise me. That's right. Hey, Rip. Listen, have a great Thanksgiving. So this is Thank uh, rec- this is recorded pre Thanksgiving, but um, listen, appreciate your time so much, and listeners again, like Paul said, we appreciate you guys so much. Until next time, we'll see ya. Thank you for listening to To the Point. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please consider leaving us a review in the App Store. And don't forget to share with your friends. Till next time, kick some ass.